Hello, I'm Boy Moonlight. I'm a new author who writes an all-new original Scare Wars, the series books from Wattpad. In a few minutes, you're going to hear my first original work come alive this evening. The Thing That Crawls is a mystery thriller story about a boy named Samuel Princeton. The horror begins when he talks with his school friend, Egypt, who he convinces that awful things are happening at their school. But everything changes when he tells her the secrets that they are hiding that she just doesn't believe. What's so scary about that? You'll see. Listeners come in. The fear is about to begin. Chapter 1. Two teenagers are in a home talking about their day that happened at school. An unfortunate thing that concerns Sammy the most, leading to a mystery at hand that he must investigate so badly. But he couldn't do it alone, and he asks his friend Egypt, who thinks he's been acting weird lately. His mother explains to him that he's been under a lot of pressure, which happens to a lot of kids when they go to school. But Samuel disagrees, and he wants to prove to them that they are wrong. And that was one of his biggest mistakes. I'm assuring you, something is definitely off about everyone at our school. These bulky bloodshot eyes, they look pale all over their face, and something's stuck in the back of their necks. It's weird, what's endure those things? What's up with everyone lately? Samuel asks. How and what are you negotiating about, Sam? Egypt asks. I'm talking about everyone being horrible and scared in their eyes. It's like someone or something is observing them. They witness something terrifying. Meet Sammy Princeton, the smart kid. He's the kind of guy who would prove to everyone that what he distinguishes isn't made up. From there, he doubts himself of ever proving his imaginations are real. Well, whatever happened, it seems pointless. Aren't you going a little too dramatic? Just a little bit? Egypt implies. Meet Egypt, the friend of Samuel Princeton. She wouldn't listen to Samuel at times, but she will always be beside him. Samuel considers Egypt more like an older sister to him. Hey Sam, Egypt asks. Yeah, he answered. Whatever happened to Ava or Malcolm, she asks. I don't know. Conceivably, they were part of that freaky incident like everyone else. Probably sicker to the bone, he suggested. And what makes you so sure that Avril Nomakum could be part of everyone else's problem, she finishes. I'm sure they'll come back tomorrow. Samuel led his friend out to the door and told her goodnight. After closing the door as Egypt walks away, waving goodbye, a weird throbbing light pained that aches his neck. The house went completely dark and silent. Dead silent. He wasn't only by himself because his mother went back on her job from a very important meeting and his dad working offshore. The creaking noise from the floorboard shivers his spine, giving him quite the goosebumps now that he re recognized someone or something in his home. Across the wall, he looks at, and his eyes became huge. Something unusual and frightening crawling over from the dining room. And then he realized it, and then he said, Oh no, not again, Samuel said nervously finishing. I need to get out of here and before it comes back. Chapter 2 He runs out of the doorway and up the staircase, but the same shadow caused him to fall back down to the first step. His leg was bruised from Tuesday, October 5th, 2013 at that time. He passed over by this renovator who replaced a broken window for his mother from the neighbor's kid's baseball and slipped right onto his right calf. 
It must really hurt for him. But back to where Samuel is in present day, the shadow falls down in the staircase, oozing downwards to where Samuel could get up on the railing. Sam passed through the living room and into the kitchen to head straight forward at the back door. The big massive eyes glows orange, open his mouth wide, ready to devour him where he stands with his sharp teeth and gooey saliva dripping. What the heck is this thing? He yelped. The beast raises legs high, and while Sam dodges onto the living room, it stumps down hard onto the kitchen table, breaking almost into halves of halves. Mom's gonna be super mad when she gets home in the morning, Sam thought. After defending for his life in the meeting, he rushed through one hall that leads to his room. Shockingly, in the same hallway that leads to his room, the hallway stretched far away from him. Before he could move forward and continued on, the thick fog coming from the floor vents spread out like clouds. I can't see the floors now, he said aloud, thinking there would be snakes slithering around or bugs that could easily be squashed with his gross guts stuck to his feet. He also imagines running away forever, trying to get to his bedroom at least, but falls down dramatically and gets dragged back towards the beast for his huge sharp fangs to chomp down onto him like a fly on a spider's web. Hearing the creature crawling up the stairs behind him, he hides into a little corner, the same corner where nobody could find him when he was a kid playing hide and seek. The creature passed by sniffing the air and then he rummaged through the window, breaking the glass and the frame completely off the house. After a few moments, Samuel crawled closer leaning forward into the hallway filled with the fog onto the floor until ah! he was terrified never seen anything like a faceless beast with bulky orange eyes staring deep down reaching face to face with samuel while his mouth was open sam's eyes was twittering nowhere to go nervous sweat palms until it went pitch black all around him and the only thing he heard was alarm blaring in his ears what is that noise he asked shouting then it grew louder and as he woke up screaming ah please don't eat me getting laughed by his own classmates leaving out for lunch he made a fool out of himself that day yet it hasn't been completely sam's fault for his nightmare other than toddlers planning to ruin your life of course after everyone else left egypt stood by his seat waiting and asked samuel what he asked yawning Come on, you freaked out as if you saw something bizarre. Not to mention last weekend, you met your favorite actor from Comic-Con, Egypt said. He looked at her and wanted to tell her about his dream that seems too real to be true. But instead, he never told her because of her disbeliefs. Did anything happen while I was sleeping? Samuel asked Egypt. Just about the entire lesson. Are you okay, Sam? You haven't got any sleep for all I know, she finishes. You really need to get this whatever shenanigan over with already. Whatever dream you're dreaming about isn't making sense at all. I'm worried about you. I know, I know, but this keeps happening to me every night. I still can't figure out what was that thing in my house, Sam said. Well, still, whatever it is, it's getting pretty old. About five times old, to be exact, she said, annoyed, while walking away, heading first to the cafeteria. As Sam was getting out of his seat and packing up his biology textbook, his aching pain, the same pain from his dream, on his neck, starts off with a huge headache. From his point of view, the room was spinning, causing his eyes to hurt. 
Everything became blurry, feeling like passing all on the floor. His biology teacher, Mr. Cranston, he was slowly changing into a mutinous monster that Sam is seizing him. Sam wipe his eyes to see if he isn't still sleeping. But is he still sleeping? Mr. Cranston, Samuel asked. As this teacher turned around for Samuel, his face was becoming unidentified and nothing else but his bulky orange eyes, the same one he saw in his dream. Or was it a dream after all? And the unique thing that came to Samuel was his teacher that changed to this mutant monster that leaped forward to him and Sam knew he was gone for good. Chapter 3 From what we recall about Samuel getting the slightest headache and obtaining blurry vision from his eyes, he considers Mrs. Creston transforming to this mutant monster of unknown. He hit his forehead which compelled him to bleed a little, and probably a knot right after, but he thought it was, ab it was abnormal to have blurry eyes at the moment, while seeing with his own eyes how his teacher became a monster. Ow, my head, it hurts. Sam screamed out loudly. Mr. Cranston dropped his child and rushed over to Samuel, thinking he was injured badly. Samuel was on the floor trying to stay calm while his science teacher packed his head with a bunch of paper towels you will use for digesting a frog. Don't worry, Sam. We might have to announce you to the nurse's office and check to see if you didn't really hurt yourself any worse, he advised. Then come to Egypt, rushing back to the room, seeing her friend Samuel on the floor hurt. Oh my gosh, Sam, are you alright? Jesus. Egypt asks nervously. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just a uh, ow. Before you could continue his explanation, Mr. Cranston handed a yellow slip to head to Dr. Suzanne's office for a checkup. Take this note and go to the doctor's office. She should be inside. Hopefully that not of yours will get any webs inside, huh? <laughs> he said, chuckling. Sam and Egypt left out the classroom as Mr. Cranston gazes at them, leaving suspiciously. As they both stride down the hallway, people were murmuring about Sam with a spotty blood napkin on his forehead, such as, what's wrong with him? Did he get beat up by fat Bruce? Or is he going to check out early? Because I've been requiring my mom to check me out this early ever since I puked in the bathroom since last Thursday. But all of those kids who are murmuring have one thing in common, spider emblems. It's on everyone else's shoulder, all except for Egypt, Malcolm, Ava, and including his longtime enemy, Callie. But this wasn't the first puzzle that surrounded inside Sam's mind. What are those emblems for? Why does everyone consider one except me and Egypt? Does Ava and Malcolm obtain one too? Why is Callie such a jerk? As they both arrive at Dr. Suzanne's office, she turns around with her clipboard with a list of recent patients who was bandaged by a football incident and finds Sam holding paper towels on his bloody scar. Can you help me, Miss Suzanne? What seems to be the problem? She asked him. Sam fell backward and hit his forehead on the desk in Mr. Cranston's room right before he was going to lunch. She came closer to Sam, examining his forehead while taking off the paper napkin slowly. Egypt stood beside him being grossed up by his scar and wanted to touch it for some reason. After Suzanne was done, she walks over to his medical cabinet to find the bandages again. So is Sam going to be alright? He 
It'll be fine. All I have to do is give him a shot and say what now? Sam asks her as she giggles a little. I'm not, I'm, I'm just kidding. But no, you'll only need some peroxide and proper medical stitching procedures and you'll be done. She explained while getting her last peroxide bottle. Samuel glanced up at the meantime and seen her blotchy wrist. He couldn't see it at first, but finds the same mark. Only this time, this emblem glows two spider eyes. It was best for him to keep it to himself as part of this unexplainable theory. Egypt, on the other hand, twiddles her thumb waiting patiently for Samuel. Look at it this way. At least you have the same scar like Harry Potter, she mentioned. Yes, Samuel. Maybe you can be not so weird after all, Egypt said, laughing. Oh, ha ha, whatever. But, um, Dr. Suzanne, are you alright? Your wrist, it seems to be a... Glowing blotchy by those marks. She rolls her sleeves down quickly away from them, covering it up. Dr. Suzanne could be hiding something that just might scare them. Or from all of them, or the entire school. But what was she hiding? The night falls down. Samuel was home at the dinner table with his mother, his baby sister, his father, and grandmother. Eating roast beef Wednesday night. His others were eating across the table while he was eating off his plate, getting nauseous. The same nauseous headache aches his eyes again and sees a small tarantula crawling out of his roast beef slowly. Oh, gross! A tarantula's crawling out of my roast! They couldn't hear him from talking and laughing at each other's conversation. He was trying to get their attention, yet with these creepy spiders crawling out of their foods, he put his foot down and shouted, There are spiders crawling out of our foods! Everyone looked on their plates and looked angry at him. His grandmother, the most, was disappointed about shouting, and his mother, who was sadly concerned, while his father looked deeply mad. Samuel J. Princeton, that's got to be the worst thing you've ever done on a dinner night. Are you sick? His father asked. Son, I don't know what's gotten in you, but you have to apologize to us tonight for saying that comic, because... Marlin, look, Mom said. The mother tarantula crawl out of the roast beef and start chewing on a small green pea, which lost his appetite very quickly. Samuel, grab the other ends of the tablecloth and bring them to the trash can outside, quickly. Just from lifting the tablecloth, they wrapped it up while all the spiders inside were crawling. Oh, Dad, can we hurry up? The spiders are giving me the creeps, Sam asked him. As soon as we... As soon as they finally arrive in the trash can, his dad takes his level way too high by grabbing his matches and threw a lit one inside the trash can while it was burned. Samuel and his father both went back inside the house and helped clean up the kitchen. Sam went up to bed while his little sister danced to her karaoke machine singing the Itsy Bitsy Spider. Hearing it over and over again, echoing the Itsy Bitsy Spider, Spider, Spider. Tossing and turning over side by side, his hands were sweating, and so does his face. Sleeping in his bed, it happened the same nightmare as it had occurred again. Usually inside the house, he would see the same shadow by the dining room wall. He races up the staircase, he hides in the closet, this time upstairs, and locked it tight. The hideous monster tries knocking the door down, and Sam was terrified if it reaches through to grab him. He backs away from the door and hears a click on his back. What was that? He asks, shouting nervously. A black button with the same emblem glows repeatedly. That symbol! I've seen it before! But what did this button do? 
or leads to before he could have passed the before he could press the mysterious button he woke up by morning time chapter 4 Ava and Malcolm was by their locker this morning so was Sam's annoying enemy in class Callie Conway she was one of the biggest enemies on the list didn't like her very much after last year dropping a bucket of old shell eggs not to mention with moldy yolks inside yeah covered in the fish smell and seaweed right on stage but afterwards she apologized for trying to ruin his chance of becoming the prince of easter egg hunt Callie Samuel Callie murmured I see you've been sabotaging people's tire lately like how you took my bike tire yep still in the work and your point is how couldn't how you couldn't afford a car so you take other people's things to build you one shut up you i hate you uh no thank you i'd rather die than let someone hate me thank you you're so not welcome same here hmm glad to not know you at all she snapped back apparently so only you've been invisible to me the entire time that works pretty well i must say he answers even and malcolm both look awkwardly as if they're being placed in the wrong situation in the wrong meaning but if it was a long tensional argument that's what they think. So, uh, Samuel, I heard you bruised your forehead pretty badly. Almost caused you to pass out. Yeah, this scar actually, he said while showing his scar. It was terrible and yet embarrassing. When did it happen, Callie asked. Yesterday, I practically hit the edge of your desk. It hurts pretty. Never mind. It just hurts, that's all. Oh, Callie replied. A few students passed by with Mark. Marks on the back of their necks, throbbing mysteriously. Disgusted by those creeping marks, EJ was standing near the lunchroom doors. What's up with their necks? Bro, that's cool. I want one of those things. Uh, seriously, Malcolm? That's disgusting, Ava replied. Oh, yeah, never mind. It looks pretty disgusting just sitting on the necks with whatever is inside. Ooh, Malcolm realizes. That's obviously spider tattoos. Samuel Finch, no, it's not, Ava argues. A what now? Egypt comes over and shot at them happily. What's up, guys? What's going on? She asks concerned. Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. But look, everyone has the same marks on their necks. Oh, gross. It's disgusting. What's on their necks, though? Oh, I can't even look, she said, flipping her hair in front of her face. And then, Samuel spots dead eye on the back of her neck and notices a throbbing gooey mark. Oh my god, Egypt, your neck, you have a mark. You're one of them, he said to himself. Could his theory of spiders be his fear the entire time? What will happen to Egypt? Is it telling him that everyone will be under control? And what will happen to Ava, Malcolm, or Callie later on? And he thinks to himself, Am I one of them too? Chapter 5 After he finished finding out the very shocking truth about his fear of spiders, his fears become web badly than he expects. In his thoughts of what other things will happen to him, Egypt flips her hair back while Sam pretends he didn't see anything and acts normal. 
The bell rang as Sam rushed through the crowd, trying to at least avoid questions from his other friends as of right now. Back into Mr. Cramps' room, he sat at his desk first while other people are coming in chatting. As always, people would chat to come in and usually forget what they have on test days. But luckily for Samuel, he doesn't have to worry about discussing a dead frog. Or at least that's what he thinks. Callie shoves her shoulder to one kid and sat behind him. She never was a good kid. After all, she did steal Samuel's bike tire last weekend and replaced it with a toddler's bike tire. Apparently, he can now lead forward staring down the road from now on. This test should be easy as taking people's tire, huh, Callie? He asks. She shrugs her shoulder and whispers in Samuel's ear behind him. If you need any help, Sam, just lean back, okay? Callie asks him. She was still bad, but consider her a goody teen girl. Sure, I'll keep that in mind. Thanks. No probs. You know, you're not that bad after all. Don't do that ever again, she demanded. Don't want any weird tension between us to haunt me forever. Later then, minutes passed by, which felt like hours for Samuel, looking around, thinking he was the last one left. Avance Malcolm in the front row desk fell asleep with their heads down. Even the weird kid named Liam had his head down. A slight spine tingle scares Samuel as he's seen another spider tattoo, and inside it's moving faster. He tried reaching over with his hand to check it out, and a group of orange slime slaps on top of his hand, slowly dripping over through his fingers that drips onto the floor. Ugh, what the? So he looks up the ceiling very carefully and slowly, and he finds so scary about the ceiling is the same spider from his dream coming to reality. Two red beady eyes of the huge spider stares down at him, slowly changing to orange, giving him nightmares again. No! No! He felt nervous all over his body, feeling like everything up in the ceiling with the thing that crawls might come crashing down. It shot sticky tats on every student's neck, including Mr. Cranston, who was still working on a new detention file for the weird kid Liam. The giant spider screeched loudly, commanding everyone to be awake. It's like an awakening call, as Sam covering his ears, hoping none of this has happened. Please let go of all of this go away. Please, 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 he said. When he opened his eyes, his heart was pumping so fast, he sat there while everyone stood on their seats, staring down to Samuel with glowing orange eyes, as well as the spider. Samuel froze up and yelled out, What do you want from me? Come on, Sam, wake up! Wake up! Chapter 6 Sam was disappointed that even his own friends are being mind-controlled. Other students behind the walls were chanting, The Spider Queen lives on. The Spider Queen must eat. Callie! 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 What's going on with these people? He asks her nervously. While she stretched and yawned from sleeping and finds everyone horrifying, she freaks out with the people staring at her too. What is wrong with you people? Who are y'all? Why do y'all have glowing eyes? Oh God, oh God, this can't be happening. Oh goodness, not again, she said. What are you talking about, Callie? He asks her. These things, the watch kids, Heard of the vision of spider, she said, trembling with fear of finishing. Every night, I would dream about the freaky mix-up. 
and it's real. We need to get out of here now. Samuel grabbed Callie's hand and tugged her into the hallway so they both would escape the herd of terrorizing kids who are now under control of the thing that crawls in the ceiling. Catching both of their breaths, it was a time that Callie needs to do some explaining. Why'd you never told me about this? Because of Princeton. I thought that if I say something, then I would sound like a total retard. A bamboozle girl that sounds crazy. A fraud. And a crazy child who imagined things. I thought about that when I tell people, but do they believe me? No. I'm crazy, but look what just happened to our classmates. We're doomed, Sam said. Callie chomped her nails in her teeth, pacing back and forth. Don't know what to do next. Why are you looking at me like that? I have a confession. When I was dreaming a nightmare about this, something happened. What happened? She walks over to the locker and landed her head on Egypt's locker door, sighing. It made a huge, lone dent on her head. But this was a whole lot serious. When the spider almost bought to eat me alive, I kind of made a wish to not die, but suffer. And what did you say, Callie? He asked, more concerned. I told Spider not to eat me, pleading, must I say. But not only not to eat me, but to eat after you. Sam, I'm so, so, save it. I don't know what your problem is, Callie. But you got to be the worst person anybody could ever meet. I thought you would change after what happened last year. But I thought wrong. Uh, Sam. What? I'm not finished yet. Unless you apologize to me, then I have. Turning Sammy around by force, showing him what's even a bigger problem. Nothing to say, he said at last. The herd of the entire school was under control by a spider, staring at both of them, surrounding. And this time, the spider queen must eat. Chapter 7 He grabbed her hand again while yelling, Let's get out of here! As he grabbed her arm, he didn't really much move anywhere. Why isn't Callie going with him though? Is Callie okay? Callie, we need to... Callie? When he sees her eyes turning orange, her skin turning dull, he backed away and ran through the stiff crowd where he can go somewhere else. Nothing. None other than getting eaten by some hungry mob. But finally, he arrives in a doctor's office, which was only the door he can possibly go to, hearing the announcement from the front office of one staff. Today's lunch menu. The Spider Queen must eat. The Spider Queen must eat now. Nurse Suzanne, please open up. Something happened to everyone out there. I think they have been mind controlled all the way. He sees his friends Egypt, Ava, Malcolm, and even Callie, who double-crossed him, stood there at the other end of the hallway. He can see inside them that they're trapped by the sickening web tats stuck on their necks. But what he really thinks that is so bad that the web tats could have eaten his way through and gone to their brains. Where our emotions and everything reacts to our entire body. Open door, they start running down the hallway for Samuel who's still knocking crazy to be inside. Open the door! Open the door! Open! Hurry, get in! Nurse Suzanne said. As he ran in, she locked the door tight 
while they bang against the window with their hands and screeching out loud for Sam. This was never the case of why they would turn against him and what's their reasoning. What's this now? Suzanne asked. What's going on? What do you mean by that? Would you please say something? Whoa, what is that? He asked quickly a nurse. She turns around with a serum silver case. They have a full case of all small containers with sharp needles, but she had another idea. I hope you're not going to stick me with those things, huh? You think I'm warning them? He wonders. Samuel, grab the box that should have those nurse guns in there. I've taken a bunch from students last year, she said. While he hurried over and searched all over the storage closet and found it on top of the box under labeled theatrical play 1999, these were the stuffs for the play that Miss Suzanne used to be in. Hmm? Oh, yeah. It was a lovely theater play of William Shakespeare. By far our greatest piece, The Great Gatsby. Pretty good hilarious to have Mr. Cranston play Gatsby, she explained. I didn't know that. He never mentioned about the, the teacher from outside climbing on top of the lockers and went into the ceiling. Crawling to get into the nurse's office where they both are from above them, she heard something. Shh, did you hear that? Nurses and asked. As they both stared at each other for a while. Something else. Warning. Miss Suzanne. Ah! Miss Suzanne! She has struggled to hold on to the ceiling and not be taken away so easily. Go. Take the gun and the serums. Try at least get some help. Until then, get the help for everybody. Everyone around the city. The EPA downtown. This is your time now, Samuel. To truly be a hero for everyone. You'll get the same respect from me by trying as best as possible. And Samuel. Yes, Sam asked. I love you, my son, she said while crying. The beast pulled her into the ceiling finally, and it was the last time that Sam will ever see her again. No, Mom, Samuel screamed. The spider sees him and screeched loudly. He took both the case and the gun into the closet. When he backs up, he heard the same click right on his back in a dream. What was that? He shouted aloud. He turned around and saw the emblem of the escape button, but it wasn't the emblem of a spider no more. So it was an escape button. The door from outside broke down and so was the glass window. The herd searched everywhere and found the door Samuel was hiding in. Get him. He's in there, one of them demanded. He backs up inside and looks at both the button and the door in front of him, hearing the same herd chant. This time, he was running out. And he had spider herds outside the door, ready to take him and give him to the queen of the spider school. And Samuel knew his time was just about over. Well, there goes the reality, Samuel Princeton said. Thank you for reading and listening to Scarewoods this series, episode one, The Thing That Crawls. Hi, I'm Boy Moonlight, and until next time, listeners and readers, come in. The fear is about to begin. Have a scary day.